Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hello. Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station travel show with Nancy and Lisa, the mother-daughter travel team and publishers of Big Blend Magazines. We've got our variety publication, Big Blend Radio and TV Magazine, and our Parks and Travel Magazine, and you can check it all out at BigBlendMagazines.com. And speaking of magazines, one of our longtime contributors is a travel writer, Debbie Stone, and she is back on the show today to talk about her incredible journey. I'm going to say this amazing, amazing jaw-dropping experience in Monument Valley National Park. Oh, not a national park. She makes she makes sure in her article that it's not a national park, but it's Monument Valley Park. It's in the Navajo Nation. It's right between the Utah and Arizona border. And you can see her article in the January-February issue of Parks and Travel Magazine. You can also see it right up on nationalparktraveling.com. Just go to our expert contributors. You'll find Debbie there, and you'll see all her articles in that magazine as well. And uh, also, I mean, she's here on the show. We, we like to call her Fire Monkey because mm-hmm. we earned that title, <laughs> didn't you, Debbie? <laughs> oh, it, it, it has stuck completely with you guys. It has completely stuck. <laughs> it's, it's never going, well, it's that or guinea pig, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and I'd much rather be a fire monkey than a guinea pig. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, if, I, if I have to choose, I'm, I, you can call me the fire monkey for as long as you want. <laughs> well, you, you earned that in Bhutan, right? It was Bhutan that gave you Absolutely. Absolutely. See? I learned that in Bhutan and the, the guinea pig came from uh, Myanmar. So ah. uh, take your pick. They told me that I was this and then I, they told me that I was that. But I'm believing I'm more of a fire monkey based on what, what that all stands for. So, Well, with 2020 <laughs> you here. Graduated. Yes, you graduated. Yes. Yes. Started out as a guinea pig and ended up as a fire monkey. <laughs> I, I looked up Chinese New Year for 2020. It's the year yeah. of the rat. And I was, that's kind of close to the guinea pig in a way. Like, just saying. That, that is yeah. true. It is kind of in that, um, I don't know, like that. Rodent. Uh, the rodent family, right? <laughs> I was just thinking, is it the year of the monkey? No, but it could be your year. I mean, it seems like you've got all these awesome adventures. And I'm looking back on you know, 2019 and all these amazing places mm. you've been and you're about to do more and Monument Valley. Um, I, I was looking at your photos, reading your article and I'm just like, we have to go there. We were so close yeah. to it this year on our tour. And, and as many people know, Nancy and I travel full time going to parks and documenting parks across the country and Monument Valley, like I started to say, it was a national park. I'm so used to <laughs> saying national parks, but yeah. you talk about this is not a national park because this is really on the Navajo Nation, which is... Yeah, it's a it's a Navajo-owned tribal park, and they have, I think uh, the tribe has six of them, like, I believe, Canyon de Chez, um, 
I think uh, the Antelope Canyon, maybe Four Corners. Um, so they, they have, it's not a national park, but um, it is a park and it is, you know, owned by the Navajo and it's in on their uh, uh, territory and they are the largest uh, Native American territory in the U.S. And uh, the park has about 92,000 acres. It's vast, wow. of course. Mm-hmm. Visitors don't typically see 92,000 acres when they go. They see uh, truly, I think, the, the heart or the crux of Monument Valley. Um, but it's this landscape is like no other. It's really uh, amazing. It's, and it's not really a valley. It's kind of this, this landscape that it's kind of flat, but then they've got these huge, ginormous buttes and these kind of strange and otherworldly looking uh, uh, creations um, and it, it and it's just you you just are I don't know mesmerized by the colors and the mm. shapes and the the sizes of them it just looks like these things are stretching to the the sky and the sky is trying to meet them and it's just it it truly really is a terrific place but the whole the whole area is um, not only this great wonderful beautiful scenery but it's you know very um, there's his history there there's culture there and then of course there's Hollywood there you know right <laughs> I know. <laughs> You know, one thing you know is interesting with the red, you know, because you talked about that red oxide and the and the rock formations and right. the sandstone. Um, you were in Namibia and uh, did that desert, yeah. that big, you know, desert. Did it kind of bring you back to that area? In a way, um, in Namibia they they have the the dunes, you know, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. huge, massive sand dunes, and um, but the colors were very, very similar. Uh, and it is, it's you know, and especially when you see it, whether it's sunrise or sunset, it's just it's breathtaking, and it becomes, you know, all the different colors that you can possibly think of those purple, purples and pinks and oranges and you know the blues and just everything that 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 lighting does. And it you know it's one of the things people get up early and they they uh, you know want to see it at sunrise, and then they every but he runs out at you know sunset and, and is trying to capture it. It's just it truly is, is breathtaking, and it is a little bit of a you know it is a little bit of a, a haul to get there because it really is like quote unquote not near anything. But right. it is in that area where you can see all those um, you know it is near you're not too far from you know the Canyon de Che and the whole you know that that that, that whole Petrified interesting forest. yeah native and also just all this Native American cultural uh, influence in that area. So if you go, it's kind of like you know make it make it make it a whole thing a lot of people also do it and they they stretch out and they go to into canyon lands or they go into the grand canyon and they mm. do the whole whole tour there um mm-hmm. but it was it it's it's it really is um it's hard not to be um awestruck by by these formations and um some of them look like they're really fragile and some of them are like these huge massive you know mesa buttes and um, sandstone masterpieces and it's it it reminds you very much you know people will look at this these are iconic images and and they will recognize them um, they might not know exactly where they are but they will recognize them because they are the you know distinctive landscape of the American West and and uh, you know when Hollywood came a calling you know they're the ones that brought I think a lot of attention to this area and people had not really you know known about them very much or or even you know had had even heard of uh, this area and you know they they basically brought it to the attention I think of the American public as well as international because you know people do watch movies all over the world so right you know. and so this was John Especially Ford with the Duke yeah the yes. Duke I know you got John Wayne Duke. 
I mean, we're last last conversation we were saying Albuquerque, you know, the Duke. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. That's right. It's, it's a whole different thing. Um, but uh, John Ford's point um, is, would you say that's a you know one of the places to go? You go get that that um, selfie, that yep. Instagram photo, right? But yep. um, but this comes from Stagecoach uh, being filmed out there. But also, you know, there's always someone who spurs it out of uh, getting Hollywood to their town. I know when we were in. Springfield, Kentucky, our good friend Stephanie McMillan got Hollywood there. Uh, we see it in all these different places. Albuquerque did the same kind of thing, right? Atlanta. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All these... Santa Fe, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, your area is like a hub, you know, and it's like, okay, so, and here in Yuma, Arizona, where we are today, uh, yeah, I mean, 310 to Yuma, babies, you know, all yep. that. Oh, my gosh, yes, that's right. But, you know, so we've got all this movie history and there's sand dunes here and, you know, and it is about that backdrop, that iconic backdrop. I know Ugh. Steve Schneider, our Hollywood historian, is always talking about like our parks and public lands have really set the scene for so many American classics and uh, this area for sure. But there's always that entrepreneur who realized mm -hmm. we need this to happen um, because once Hollywood you know, gets a hold of it, then millions of people get to see this region and go, well, I wonder where that is. And I know like Natchitoches, Louisiana, Nancy, they have two mm -hmm. film trails in the historic, yes. the most historic city in yes. Louisiana. So this happens mm -hmm. for tourism. So that seems to be also for this area. Yeah. And I think, you know, I remember when I did a story a couple of years back about Las Vegas, New Mexico, you mm -hmm. know, that yes. became a huge, you know, and you can take a tour and go around and see, you know, where all these films and TV shows are and were filmed at. But this, you know, it was kind of started by just this one man. His name was Harry Goulding. And he, he was, had this little trading post there and, um, you know, it was not the best time in the mid 1920s. The depression had, had really done its number on, but not only the Navajo Nation, but the, the the trading post and business, and and he heard on the radio that Hollywood was looking for you know a location for uh, a film and uh, for a, for a western, and he thought, hmm, this is a great place, and yeah. so he actually you know he drove to L.A. He walked into you know United Artist Studio. He shut, he talked his way you know through the receptionist into seeing. Um, right, you know, director John Ford, and he was like, you know, look at these pictures, look at these photos, and and you know, the valley, this area would be the perfect backdrop for your movie, and you know, Ford was you know very convinced, and uh, he went on eventually to use, I think he used the area for for nine more films, parts of it, pieces of it, and um, you know, so the famous stars came, you know, word of mouth came, you know, direct other directors came, and. You know, it's been in several movies, lots of commercials, you know, they've filmed different things there that, and, and people, you know, recognize it like, oh, I saw that, that site. I know what that, you know, but they're, they may not, they're, they may not know where exactly it is. They just know it's been, you know, filmed somewhere in maybe the Southwest. And, um, you know, and then when you actually are there, you're like, whoa, it's, mm. it, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. I love that feeling where you just you're just kind of, you do the jaw drop and you're, and you're, and it's humbling. <laughs> it's, it's a really it humbling is. experience of, you know, you really understand ancient history. I mean, ancient natural history and ancient people yes. history, and it all comes together in one place. And you're like, wow. And I thought my yes. phone was important. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And you know, you feel, you feel, you feel so, um, you, you're so dwarfed by these these monuments and you feel really small and, you know, you're just looking at this and going, you know. This Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? 
You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Mother Nature, you know, working yeah. away, and it's just—I mm-hmm. don't know—you you are that you're you're humbled by this this natural beauty and the way you know people you you go into the park and there's a self drive route and you know you you can do that and you go through and you can stop along the way and that's wonderful because you can you know get to all the landmarks um but I had heard and after doing some research that the way to really get into this park further into this park, into the what they call the more restricted areas, um, which are the areas you just can't get to on this one, one, one route that they allow you to go on, was to do a tour. Mm. And only Navajo uh, companies uh, can offer this tour. So you're getting a guide, a Navajo guide, who has connection and who has, um, you know, what I consider, I think, ownership in that respect um, with the area. And so they, they can provide such a wealth of information that you can't get when you're just driving along and looking at the landmarks and maybe reading something. But, you know, once again, we talked about doing tours, whether they're walking yeah. tours or whatever they are, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you get so much more and especially with somebody For who sure. has a, a vested interest. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. went on one and I, I want to give some websites real quick. Uh, Navajo nation org is a website to go to for the parks, all of them in general. And they've got a wealth of information on there as well. Um, but also, I know that you went on Monument Valley Safari, and it's yes. monumentvalleysafari.com to go check out what right. they do. Um, but it was interesting because you learned the geology, uh, the history, went and saw pictographs with them, but also um, went to what's called a Hogan. And I didn't, you know what? I realized that I've seen them in um, another part of the Navajo Nation, and I didn't know what yes. I was looking at until you were talking about it. And I've actually walked inside, and I don't know. It's, yep. Explain what a Hogan is, and then because then you got to have this cultural connection of understanding uh, more of the uh, the Diné or the the Navajo lifestyle. Right, and it, it's basically a, a, a traditional dwelling. It's um, ceremonial. They separate them by male and female in terms of the type of Hogans, but they're some of them are logs, some of them are stones. They're covered with mud. They're covered with sod or dirt. Or it's like a hut. Um, yes, and um, but it's a, it's a very well nicely constructed one. The male hogan they use a lot for ceremonies. The female is more. I don't know. They told me that it was like more of a more of a permanent one where you can house a family in um, and more practical in that respect. Um, but uh, so yeah, so they have hogans around, and we did walk into a few, and um, one of them had um, this woman who was um, there, and she was weaving. And, um, you know, it was fascinating to watch her her weave and she was using um, some stems from the sumac plant. And Mm. so we saw a lot of handmade baskets. We saw some rugs and moccasins and some other things. Um, And they showed us about grinding stone, the grinding stone for making cornmeal. And so it's kind of nice to see uh, traditional ways. Um, And the Navajo are very conscious of and, and strive to keep their traditions alive, um, uh, both the, the physical traditions, the oral traditions, um, the crafts, the art, uh, uh, the music. And um, so it was, it was nice because I think many people don't know a lot. They, they know only maybe what they see in movies or, you yeah. know, and, and so to be able to see 
it in in person and to to have that experience i think is very it's it's a it's a form of education for people and um in a way that i think people respond to mm -hmm. it's respectful too and you so you saw it really like a, you had um you know bobby take you he was your guide and uh, right. explained the plants and how they use them oh, um yes and then, and also the geology and, you know, how the red oxides in this and, you know, understand that. Um, but you also got to see, you know, really a father and daughter uh, do the yes. music side. Bobby did too. He played the Native American flute. And then Ayani yes. uh, Bob, is, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, Ayana, Ayani Ayani, Bob. I think it's Ayani Bob. I think that is how, um, and her father, Anthony, um, mm -hmm. uh, her mother was there as well. But they actually um, teach the hoop dancing in the school and so um, oh, their wow. daughter was learning it and she's 10 years old and so she did a hoop dance and her father accompanied her on a drum uh, traditional drum made of elk skin and we were in one of the wonderful um, arches we were in big hogan and it's it, it is like a natural amphitheater so the the sound is just gorgeous and it was this this, this young girl and she was so um so, you know, intense about, you know, she was so passionate about doing it, doing it the right way. And, mm -hmm. you know, she could see that she had been practicing and she'd been, you know, studying it. And, um, you know, her parents were, were very proud. And it was just, um, it was a delightful experience. And it was, you know, wonderful. Here we were, there was just, I think there was like maybe five of us in that little tour group. And to have this private performance in this incredibly beautiful place, um, it meant, it really, it really meant a lot. Mm. Speaking of, of um, their history too, um, and, and you know we we experienced some of this in, when we were in Gallup, New Mexico this year, mm. and um, Gallup has been on my bucket list for years, and we got to go to the uh, summer nightly. They do like a nightly uh, Native American dances outside the old courthouse there, and it's uh, free for the public. And you are um, invited to photograph, which a lot of times you're not. You must ask right. permission. Like in Santa Fe, do not point your camera at the point, Palace of Governors no. without no. permission. <laughs> do not do that <laughs> anyway. That's but it a is no, no. <laughs> it's a, out of respect, you know. Yeah, and um, yeah. so anyway, that's the same. You know, when we were there, they also have, um, it is one of their, Gallup was named like one of the most patriotic American cities. And mm. they have this veterans walkway, a veterans memorial walkway there. And a lot of it is dedicated to the Navajo code talkers. And I mean, it's only three mm -hmm. hours, three and a half hours from where you were. So, you know, it's got to right. have this shared history. And I know a lot of people stay in Gallup to go out um, to Monument Valley, but I know you stayed in the valley. I mean, that, I can't wait to talk about the hotel experience because like that is like the room with the view. I'm like, dude seriously jealous but like that that i want that uh but when you know um the navajo code talkers you went to the visitor center museum uh this is something i always want people to have at the forefront it's like the tuskegee airmen uh, a lot of mm -hmm. people know that yes. african african-american history are our, our gentlemen and flew for our country in world war one and two yes. and um so it's the same thing. World War Two, uh, the Navajo Code Talkers, how much they sacrificed for us and what they did. You know, it's 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 uh, amazing. I think um, you know people have heard of them, and and some people know more. And there's been movies on and about them, and some documentaries and things. But this is something that they say that without this code, 
um, you know, they don't know whether the war would have been won in that particular region uh, within the Pacific. And it's it was a, you know, a code that that kind of confounded the Japanese. They couldn't they could not figure it out for the life of them. <laughs> and uh, they tried and tried, but it baffled them. And so there's, you know, in the museum is, you know, they show you the, the code, they show you the words and, and, you know, how it was communicated. And then there are pictures and photos of um, some of the, uh, you know, from some of the code talkers uh, from the Navajo uh, region there. And it, you know, it's, it's fascinating. I spent a long time just, you know, looking at it and studying it and reading about it. And um, I think there's not very many of them left. Um, you know, I, I don't think, I, I is think there any I, left? I think I, maybe the I, last I, one passed I, away. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. several months ago. Yeah. And I, yeah, almost probably by now it's, it's over a year, but yeah, that was sad. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But it's it's uh yeah, it's it's a part of history that I think uh, you know, people don't know, especially, you know, younger people probably don't know much about it and mm -hmm. so this is another opportunity to educate people about not not only, you know, what what went on here in terms of the communication system in the war, but also the contributions that were made uh by mm -hmm. the Navajo Nation. Absolutely. You were in Oahu this year, and talking about your, yes. your 2019 experience, <laughs> you were in Oahu, yeah. and you went to um, the the memorial. The, you went to Pearl yes. Harbor, and uh, yeah. the yeah. Valor the Valor Two Pacific. I'm, I'm going to get the wrong, name wrong here, off the top of my head. The World War Two Valor Pacific uh, National Memorial. Am I getting it right? right. Somewhere around there. Right. Um, and now that's World War Two history. So that has got to connect as you go to these places. Yes. Yes, you know. yes. And like I tell everybody, you know, if you, you know, to me, it's history only, history really comes alive when you're actually, when you're there uh, to see it, to touch it, to smell it, to whatever it is. It's like, you know, it just really makes the words in the book come alive. And it, it's just not this dry description, but you're you're there and you're seeing it, you know. Mm -hmm. And to me, it, it uh, you know, if people can, uh, can make trips or can travel, can do some things to bring history, to make it alive, to, to show kids that it's not just textbooks, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when you're reading a book, and I'm all down for photos and books, obviously, because we publish. Um, but when you're reading a book, the photograph is a lot smaller than you. But when you get to a place like Monument <laughs> Valley, it's pretty, it's astounding, these places. And it's now like you're saying, the little one, and they're the big one. I know. Yeah. It's like seeing a sequoia tree, and you can't hug a tree. You're <laughs> you like, know, so the whole, it's like the opposite <laughs> feeling. It's like, oh, look at that little canyon. Then you get there, and you're like, uh-oh. I know, yeah, but I like that, because then I feel like I've lost a yes. lot of weight. No. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's also like you know, nothing, you know, nothing is as good as in, as in person. I mean, you can do have a exactly. picture, and then you're there and you're in person, and you're like, oh my gosh, that photo yeah. didn't even begin to capture it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Right? I know. Yeah, it can be the end. best photo, but you know, yeah. it's yeah. smaller. You must yeah. go. Unless you're in a, a museum where they they do one of those things where the the ceiling and the walls are all plastered with one photo, like right. Yeah. Uh, then then you get you're coming close, but then the yes. sights and smells aren't the the no. It's not the same. You know, no, you're not feeling the, the you know you're not feeling this wind going by you exactly. know rushing by you, and you're not you know you're mm -hmm. like you said you're not smelling, you're not you know mm -hmm. feeling something sensory, you know. Mm. Yeah. One night, one goal. Stop suicide. Register today for the overnight and join thousands in Washington, D.C. on June 3rd as we walk 16 miles from dusk till dawn to stop suicide. Start your journey today at theovernight.org. 
With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. You know, one yeah. thing I, I wanted to touch on, too, because we were talking about, you know, the code talkers and, you know, it's in the military history of World War II. But, um, the, you know, when you think of Monument, uh, Monument Valley, uh, those of us who know about it, you already you have that iconic picture in your head of the three buttes. And I've learned to say butte and not but. Um, anyway. <laughs> good girl, good girl. I, listen, and I have a thing it took about a long butte. time. I, I, I almost feel like I want to actually publish a book just on buttes. I have a thing of buttes oh, and mesas. I know, because I photograph them all the time, and I think they're so uh, interesting about the layers of geology. Yet I'm not a yeah. geologist. I just think, you know, geology rocks. But uh, so you've got the three buttes. You've got the east and west mitten buttes because yes. they do look like yes. mittens and then you have yes. the Merrick mm -hmm. butte and the mitchell mesa and the mitchell yep. and the merrick are named after what ex-calvary they're named so after the yes soldiers ex-cavalry i think they were prospectors who were coming looking for obviously something silver whatever in the valley and then you know they they named them appropriately you know in terms of without well, three sisters uh, it looks like a nun mm -hmm. and then uh with her her students and then john ford's point of course and then you know there's the totem pole is a very thin tall spire and um there's this one called the yebache which is this they look like uh, dancers uh, in a troupe and um, you know so it's it's very descriptive and we saw so many you know how they Bobby would point out all these things like you know look you know what does that look like you know it looks like a you know does it look like a and it turns out it looks like an eagle or it looks like an Indian and uh, yeah. a chief or something you know and mm -hmm. he would like talk to us about that and ask us you know if we could see the image and we could see this or this oh. creature and what it was and then you know sometimes you're looking at it and you know you might see something totally different you know? Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, I see. I trip out on stuff like that. That's I'm, you know, it's like, I don't know, you know, the artist Bev Doolittle where she's got. Yes. Oh, yes. gosh. Oh. Isn't, isn't that the same thing when you're looking yes. at rocks? Yes. I start Joshua Tree. I'm like that. I start seeing faces and everybody's like, yes. what are you smoking? I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> this is I see this. Nancy and I do it when we travel through the you know, places. Yeah. We're always like, yep. look, do you see that dude over yep. there? Um, you know, so it's like, but that's about observancy. And, and yeah. it changes depending on the lighting and the time. And, of day. And, and your and your own perspective and your own what you're bringing to yeah. it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and when we lived in Tucson, we had the Santa Catalinas uh, behind our house. Oh yes. And, and yep. then I'd drive up every day. I would see this angel face. I mean, she looked like the classical angel oh. mountain. And so I'd <laughs> always photograph her from all these different angles, and I would talk to her like, "You're the angel of of you know the the Northwest." Tucson Valley, you know, I had my own right. thing, but it, there is something about that connection. Yeah. We've yeah. interviewed ladies who remember Anne Bollinger, Nancy, who mm -hmm. read clouds and it was about, mm -hmm. it is about oh, what yeah. you make of it. And there's signs and symbols that can go with you, you know, and then there's shape-shifting symbols and, you know, sure. I just think sure. it's, yeah, there's it's something yeah. magical about it. And the one thing, one of your photographs, you have what looks like, you know, whipped up swirls of treacle 
or like some kind of fudge, you know, the bottom of yes. the, of the, you yes. know what I'm talking about, the swirlies. Yes. Man. I yes. want to eat it. Yes. I want to eat it. <laughs> yeah. That was like, that was amazing. I think that view, that view was from uh, John Ford's point, but um, yeah, it just was like this, like, oh, it was people were, we were all like going, oh my God, look at that. Look at that. Isn't it? It just like, was like, I don't know. It just, it, it, you wanted to reach out and like grab it and touch it and feel it. And, you know, and just, mm-hmm. it was, it was just, yeah, that, that was uh, wonderful. And, uh, hard to cap, hard to completely capture the moment. You know, I always look at my pictures and I'm like, eh, that looks okay. But oh boy, it looked so much better in person. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, you can't you you can get really close sometimes, but yeah, yeah, yeah you you well, you got to be there. And since yes. you were there to take the picture, obviously, you're always going to prefer to be there in person. Yes, and I have the memory, and I, you know, yeah. I have that that in my my mind. And uh, but it is it is a a beautiful place, and and uh, uh, people don't know also that you know this mm. is a, a place that's home as well um, to uh, residents, and there are people that have been living there for for many years, mm. and mm. anywhere from up to a hundred people depending on the season, and there is no running water or electricity, and um, they farm, and um, they also create artwork and. Um, so yeah, so they, they are living there and you can, you see them, um, especially when you go back into some of the restricted areas, there's, there's people, um, and you, you know, that's why you do it with a guide. It's a very respectful way of, yeah, of doing it, you know, living their life. It's kind of like Pueblo life, you know, yes, you're saying that they're living off the land and with the land. And, um, you know, the other part, you, you stated this amazing, the view hotel. I mean, the room uh, the view. I am, uh, so you're looking out at the, the beautiful big buttes and Mm -hmm. and from your room like yes it is it is it's it's the only hotel that's built within the park and so it's now owned and operated and it blends in with the environment and every room you know has this incredible view you know you could it's just it's breathtaking you go out onto your patio and the little little, everyone's got their little deck out there and you can watch like I said you know sunrising sunset uh, just it's 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 gorgeous and um you know they it's all authentically native american in terms of the decor and there's a lot of of crafts and the navajo rugs and pottery and artwork and mm. um you know the the view restaurant has got all these you know beautiful glass windows they're all looking out onto that incredible mm. view and you can try some navajo inspired dishes and they've named some things after movie stars and course, you know but yeah. you can you can have you know one of my things is that blue corn fry bread which i adore and Ooh. Uh, you know, put it with honey and it's like so mm. good or the green chili stew you know and mm. so it's it's um but it's it's a it's a great place and i i know there are people that go to the park and they just go and drive the the, the one route and they're in and out and they're you know then they're like tr- take it off their list kind of thing but yeah i think for 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 it's it's wonderful if you can stay one night or, or even two you can really i don't know delve into it more and, and and spend more quality time and do do one of those tours and you know just just i don't know soak up that atmosphere yeah because if you're gonna if you're gonna go all the way out there then you know i say you know give it its due yeah and, and i mean mm. it's because yeah i know nancy and i we felt like that we've done that you know just on the tour, if we can do a detour through a park to get to the next destination, we will. But you're, yes. you leave going, I really didn't do oh. it, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and we've done, what, over 130 parks so far on our tour. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. My gosh. And, and some amazing. are like that, but you've seen it. You, you understand the yeah. terrain. You, get, you do get that semblance, yeah. you know? But, yeah. like, you know, when we did Petrified Forest, 
we ended up sleeping outside the cake because we <laughs> thought we could get a campsite. Listen, I, yeah, listen to your editors here. Uh, go to the park website before you go and think that you can just go yeah. and get a campground. It doesn't happen. No. Um, no. But anyway, so um, anyway, we got and we ended up, you know, because we were on a long road trip and just doing the drive through and some walking around and picnic and whatever. And um, I, 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 you know, it was magical. It was one of the best days of my life, honestly, in that park. Mm. But Nancy, right? Yeah. We need to go back and we need to go sleep oh, under yeah. the stars properly. There. We, we say that about every park. Yeah, really. You know, it's true. like, you know, well, it's the more time you have, the more time you want, you know, and it, just because you keep discovering and discovering and discovering. Mm, yeah, know, absolutely. But, and, you mm -hmm. know, people want, they, there is, there, I, I did mention that there's these little, there's like, I think there's two hikes. We did part of one, um, but they, uh, you know, we'll go around the, one of the buttes, the Mitten Butte, and, um, you know, you can walk amongst the landscape, which is, or amid the landscape, which is really a nice thing to do, um, you know, get out of your people can get out of their vehicles they can you know walk and take a little bit of a hike and it's I don't know I, to me you know if you're just going to see something driving through it's I don't know you're missing out you're, really you're missing, missing out, out the actual vibe of it yeah it's mm -hmm. a nice thing yeah. you need to get out you need to touch feel breathe it in and I think what's awesome is about staying inside a park because you yeah. can get up in the mm -hmm. morning when you want to and yeah. you can, that's the best that is the best yeah, is yeah. to stay within the, the park if you can yeah. and mm -hmm. uh, having the hotel, even the hotel, you have a photo of it on the outside and it looks like it's kind of like blending into the rocks. Yep. Like it's like, yep. I don't, I, I'm not, you know, I'm just, you're, I'm part of it. I'm part of it right. and you're going to be part, it's of, part of the too. landscape. Yeah. They, yeah. they wanted to, they really did a, did a, did a wonderful job. I think it's um, such a unique place, um, but they wanted it not to, you know, just stand out like a sore thumb, but to really blend in and be a part of the landscape and, you know, make, make people feel like they were a part of it as well. And uh, it's a, you know, what, it's a very comfortable hotel. It's, it's, you know, it has the amenities that, you know, you can eat there, you can sleep there. And, you know, there's a great trading post there and there's a museum and visitor center there and um, the next door. And so, you know, everything is kind of there. Um, so that's why I say if, if people are going to drive that way and they can just, if they can spend a night, I've been places where you, I, I can't spend the night just sometimes because of a, yeah. uh, I'm under the time, I'm under the time Gun, yeah, so to tell speak. me and about it's just it. the way yeah. it is but you always yeah. feel like it's a, you always feel like it's a tease and you're like oh god i wish i could spend more time you know? i know exactly. well you're not that far away right from my no, valley no. you're not that <laughs> no. far away it's all connected that you're yes. in that like heritage landscape and it's just yes. so magical and every turn is something different and magical whether it's the geology the history the plant life the big blue skies you know oh, and then yeah, i yeah. do have to touch on this we can't leave uh, without talking about the petroglyphs what? and the pictographs and oh. these are anasazi which you we're really oh, talking cool. ancient culture you know yes. this is our very, ancient very people. ancient oh yeah. and it's and it was um you know those are pretty vivid and they're you know kind of this one this one in particular that that one i think i was a running bighorn sheep i think mm -hmm. was in this like niche um so it was kind of preserved and it's preserved there because also mm -hmm. it's in a restricted area so you're not going to be seeing it just on your mm -hmm. own you're going to be seeing it with good the so they can be preserved find it for you and point mm -hmm. it out you know yeah and, and be protected um, yeah and i love i love that and I, a lot of people don't 
I mean, I didn't know for the longest time, a petroglyph, pictograph, what was the difference, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, I think people, uh, it's great to understand that there, there really is a difference. You know, one is, is, is using, you know, the kind of the pigments, mm -hmm. whether plant and animals, and you're putting it almost uh, directly on, you're putting it right on the wall. So it's almost yeah, like you're painting. painting. Yeah, and that, you know that's you know the other you know you're you're scratching away you're yeah. removing mm -hmm. some of that what they call desert varnish um, on the rock and you're etching away at it. So, but you know people sometimes don't don't know the difference. And for for a long time, I probably you know kind of put them all together at the same. Yeah, thing, you know? exactly. And it, it yeah, goes with cave the, art. Cave yeah, art. I that's think. it. It's cave art, <laughs> yes. and that's that. But, yeah, that or rock I look art. at this. I, yeah, but I see this, and uh, I look, and I understand it's bighorn sheep. That's the interpretation. But I see right. dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. and and you know, I mean, <laughs> once again, the, those things are also you know sometimes very subject subject to who is interpreting them as well you know mm -hmm. so um you know we were just told that that was a bighorn sheep but you know you could but look at it and see something different you know <laughs> it's, it's got like six legs one yes. of them yes yes and i'm yes. still like okay yeah but you, but know? you don't that's... know there could be another yeah, one I, I call that i call that artistic <laughs> license you know no <laughs> i but call this it is... the the antelope or the, you know the sheep was was actually moving and mm -hmm. the artist tried yes. to capture movement Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, like, yeah, a, a, like an mm -hmm. action thing. That's yeah. a, that's yeah. such a good point. Absolutely, mm -hmm. you know. I, I've, but I, I loved it. You know, I loved yeah, seeing that kind cool. of stuff. It really is petroglyphs and pictographs. I mean, I just, you know, because you're saying, oh my gosh, this was, you know, how many years, hundreds of years, how much, yeah. how long ago was this done? You know, yeah. Yeah. it could be dinosaur. It could be a six-legged dinosaur. <laughs> Nancy wants everything to be a dinosaur. She does, and but they are so cool. They are so cool, and it's just so, you know. Having been up in that area this year, and you know, we were Canyon de Chez, we almost got there, and I'm like, I'm dying to go uh, to Canyon de Chez, and yeah. you know, um, but it's just really fascinating to me the geology and how ancient it is, going up from some of the Colorado parks like Garden of the Gods. We went to Garden of the Gods, right. so did you. Right. I mean, we both, yeah. we were in the same area, but a hop, skip, and a jump away is this place called Florissant uh, Fossil Beds National Monument under known just like it's just this hidden yeah. hole of a national park unit and here we have petrified redwoods you know oh my gosh. These giant mm. um thistles on the ground that just spread mm. out i mean right. they're just these everything but at the same time this geology and it's like these different i don't know it's really you know i just when when you go to a place like monument valley I encourage people to do the surroundings too, like petrified forests right. and, mm -hmm. and things, because you'll get this like Bandelier National Monument in your backyard too, right? Right. And right. you'll get this idea of how the geology was shaped in an entire region, because it was all connected real close at one point. Absolutely. You know, whether you're, you know, Mesa Verde, whether you're a Chaco oh, yeah. Canyon, whether you're Canyon de Chez, whether oh, you're Monument Valley. Yeah. It's all, it is all, you know, related in that respect. And it's, uh, you know, it, it, to me, you know, people, when they come to the Southwest, it's, you know, there's so much here and there's so much stuff also that people that don't make the top 10 or whatever it is. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like you say, you, you know, something that's nearby that's less known, but then you discover, you find it and you're like, oh, this is amazing. You know, yeah, my heart, my heart <laughs> goes into those places and you just... Yeah, you just want to, yes. yeah, that's, this is so awesome. Uh, everyone, again, NavajoNationParks.org is the website for finding out about all the Navajo Nation parks. 
Uh, also, when you go to uh, get your safari, your guided tour, go to monumentvalleysafari.com. And then when it comes to that amazing hotel with the view, I want the view. <laughs> Seriously, there's something about hotels with a view, but it just seems like yeah. you can breathe air and just be, you know. Uh, it uh, is monumentvalleyview.com. Really. So check it out. Of course, uh, Debbie's article, the Fire Monkeys article, is up <laughs> on nationalparktraveling.com, also featured in the January-February issue of Parks and Travel magazine. And uh, we want to thank you for joining us, Debbie. Debbie, tell everybody where your next destination is because you're hopping off the, the big mainland, aren't you? I am. I'm, we're heading first to Fiji for a little bit, and then we're heading down under to New Zealand for a while. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so I hope to have some, some good, good stories uh, from, from, that, from that part of the world. How could you but, not? Uh, How could you yes. not? I mean, no. my gosh. It's going to be wonderful. I know it's going to be wonderful. But thank you so much for having me on, and um, happy holidays to you guys. Yeah, you too. I know we're recording this a little bit beforehand. And the other thing, too, um, you know, we're going to see you in February. That's going to be like that. We're going to have to wait a while to talk to Debbie, unless you do like I a, know. I know, we have to call from a coconut shell in Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <Cool. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crab Island Central. No, anyway. So listen, have a wonderful, safe trips. Thank and, you. And uh, we're looking thank forward you. to our next series of Fire Monkey Conversations. Uh, everyone, thank you for joining us here on Big Blend Radio. We air Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Uh, new episodes are posted up, and you can go to bigblendradio.com for all of that because we're in all kinds of outlets. And uh, we want to play a song, as always, for you, Debbie, and also oh, for cool. the audience. And this, uh, you know, Evan Ozan is a NAMI award-winning Native American flute player. We've known him since he was a little kid, nine years old. And this song uh, is called Winter Hawk. And, uh, you know, when I look at Mountain Valley, I, I mean Monument Valley, I want to fly. Like, I want to be a hawk mm. out there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Exactly. Uh, Monument a Valley. Great, a great bird's eye view, you know? Right. Yeah. And this is so cool. This album is called Images of Winter. And this is when he was nine years old. And when you hear it, you're not going to believe uh, a nine-year-old created this, right? Um, and we, we watched him in Joshua Tree National Park perform. And they had all these lights set up. And as soon as he played, the lights went out. We've seen his, he, he did it in Julian mm -hmm. everywhere. Like we've been, he, the lights go out and he, we've seen like flies <coughs> land on him while he's performing. And he basically takes his hand, does what he wants. And he, he's channeling, right? Wow. It's just like this crazy, beautiful, amazing artist. So anyway, gifted. here it is. Yes, very gifted. Here it is. Winter Hawk, again, it's from the album Images of Winter by Evan Ozan. You can keep up with him at ozanmusic.com. Take care, everyone.
Thank you.